Hey there, it's Danica with the Danica Explains It All podcast, and you're listening to episode six. As usual, the makeup of this podcast will be exactly how it always has been, and that's going to be with me diving into a recap of the previous week, along with the Neek Rewind, and that's the segment of the podcast where I will highlight a current event going on in today's news. And then the last piece will be me jumping into my DMs. And that's the portion of the podcast where I'll be answering questions that I got from you guys. So if you want to shoot me a question, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Danica Explains It All. And I'll be able to answer any question that you have, including what it's like to do podcasts, what it's like to be a creative, um, how, you know, any advice I can give you if you're a budding entrepreneur or if you're scaling your business, any insight I have as it relates to family life, running, or anything that you see me um, producing content-wise on Instagram and on my site, DaniqueExplainsItAll.com. It's my mission that I want to make sure that I can use my experiences and my life's lessons as a testimony for anyone else who could stand to use it. So, I'd love to use my story as a means for you to be inspired or to learn more about anything that you're interested in that I might have insight on. So with that, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Danica Explains It All. And without further ado, let's jump into episode six. It's episode six, and I'm just like, whoa, where's the time going? And speaking of time, um, I just couldn't help but notice all of these things with the synchronicity going on with this episode. So I'm releasing this episode July 6th, and this is episode six. And then also, I'm going to be speaking about some um, military stuff during this episode, and it's my eighth uh anniversary since I graduated boot camp back in 2012 so whew, I just thought about that like well, that is crazy a lot has changed since then and um I just couldn't help but notice the significance of those two things like seeing the six a few times which always scares me I that number is just you know scary but um also you know just how long it's been since I actually joined the military and Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I want to give you guys an update on what's been going on on this end. I hope that you've had a great week since last time we were here chatting it up. Um, I know that things have been moving along, getting a lot better than the last time we spoke. Um, We, me and the family, we got a lot done this weekend. We cleaned our house from the top to the bottom yesterday and it feels so good to be starting off the week that way we caught a word we watched um sarah jakes roberts um it wasn't her live yesterday at one potter house i believe that's the name of it one potter house of denver it wasn't her giving the sermon yesterday and i really like her so we went back and watched an older message that she had and it was um called tunnel vision and 
you know, me and my husband just kept looking at each other about how timely it was to hear the message. And so if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. I sent it to all of my friends that I felt it would resonate with everybody that's launching a business, moving along in their business, scaling it, um, has an idea that maybe they haven't followed through on yet, but we spoke about, I sent it to everybody. So yeah, sends it to my family, you know, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, they have their own businesses. So definitely want anybody who has an interest in being creative or um, having their own business, definitely check out Sarah Jakes Roberts um, on YouTube and look for her message called Tunnel Vision. And it is, ooh, resonated. So we try to watch church on TV um, during this time try to watch it pretty regularly. We make sure that we're teaching the kids to say their grace and to pray before they go to bed and just, you know, those type of things. And also extending it to their manners to like, if somebody sneezes around you, you're saying, bless you. And um, we're really focusing on that in the house right now, especially with, you know, things kind of, we just need to refocus on, on a few things after, you know, the podcast that we had last week getting those manners together and making sure we're doing everything we need to do, taking care of our responsibilities. That's been real big lately. Also, we had a lot of fun on Saturday, which also happens to be 4th of July. Controversial, I know. Um, I know we're supposed to be canceling 4th of July and I feel you and I get it. Um, I'm still wrapping my head around resolving some of the conflicts that exist and kind of really my identity as far as that is concerned because you know i'm black and therefore i can't help but notice the irony that we're celebrating the freedom of our nation when not all of us are free absolutely i see that but i also am a service member i also have service my family is they're both army vets my mom and my dad my grandfather is a navy vet or, you know, he was, my husband is in the army and he actually also served in the Navy. So our family is military. My um, father-in-law is a Marine vet. My brother-in-law is a Marine. So it's just like, how do we resolve those conflicts where we fight for our country? My family has sacrificed for this country for the freedoms that exist, but also we don't even all get to enjoy those freedoms. So that's something that we're still trying to wrap our heads around in our house of how do we do this? And when we have kids, what are we teaching them? What's the message? Um, And I think the way that we kind of handled it this year was we didn't overtly say and go out into the world and say, hey y'all, it's 4th of July. Like, ooh, you know, like we're doing 4th of July things. It just was, we're doing things It's 4th of July and there's also fireworks. So, you know, kids love fireworks, don't want to deprive them of that or of their innocence to have to worry about things that they're too young to worry about. Um, There's definitely conversations that we're having with them, giving them awareness of, hey, you're black in America and these problems exist. Police brutality exists. Systematic systematic racism exists. but also like, they're so young, they don't even really understand what we're trying to say to them. So, um, you know, we're dipping and dabbing in those conversations, but also we want them to be able to enjoy them being kids. And to also understand that your 
father fights for this country, you know, your stepmom also serves for this country too. So it's really conflicting. How are those conversations going in your homes? Like, what are you telling your kids? How did you guys approach 4th of July this year? Did you guys celebrate it? Was it just kind of like Juneteenth part two? I saw a lot of that and I love it. Um, How'd you go about it? Let me know. Hit me up on the DMs. Send me an email. Hi at DaniqaExplainsItAll.com. And how did you best go about it? I think that I would love to do kind of like a blog post about how different people are celebrating or didn't celebrate the holiday. But yeah, with that, that's really what we did. We went out to Harbor Walk Village here in Destin and um, we wore our masks. We let the kids pick one activity to do on the boardwalk. RJ went zip lining and I was really proud of him because he was so brave. And Vivi did like this little, it's like a little plastic ball that you get to get on the inside and kind of run on it like you're a hamster <laughs> on one of those little wheels on top of like a they put the ball on top of this pool, like in the pool. And so she got to like run around with that and she had fun. Um, so it was really good. It really lifted our spirits. I think that we really needed that time as a family. Went out and got some seafood. So we had a good time. Um, and then we saw the fireworks out on the bay. Usually we go to Georgia and we go see my dad and that side of the family, but just didn't make sense this year traveling and all of that. So we stayed local. But I hope you guys had a great weekend and a great last week or so. And we're going to be jumping into the Neek Rewind here. So you guys already know, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, that I went to school for criminology at Florida State. And then I later got my master's also in criminology. And so true crime, the criminal justice system, anything in that realm, I have an interest in. And... I want to talk about on this Neek Rewind, this is the segment of the podcast where I jump into a current event that took place in the last week. This week, I want to talk about the case of Vanessa Guillen. Um, I want to jump into that because one, it resonates on a human level, just period, just hearing that something terrible has happened to a human, um, an innocent person. It just resonates. And I think that we need to talk about that. But two, just how poorly the military has handled her case um, and all the twists and turns of it. I really want to talk about on the Neek Rewind. So that's what we'll be doing next. We're going to jump into it. Okay, so I feel like every time I do a Neek Rewind, it's always about something that's so like somber and just something that's going on that's terrible. And I hate that. Like, I hate that that's what the state of either A, what's going on in our world, or B, what's being mis, you know, what's being represented um, on our news channels. I feel like it's always just so just tragic. Um, So I think that next week I'm really going to make an effort to find something that's 
I can speak about a Monique Rewind that's positive and uplifting, a feel-good story, but I really couldn't let this one pass up. Like, I could not not talk about this story because I am just low-key livid about it. Like, I'm so upset with how this case has been handled. I'm so upset for, you know, Vanessa Guillen's family. I am just high key pissed that this is even a thing and it still is a thing um and i'm just yeah so if you don't know what i'm talking about i am talking about the case of vanessa Guillen, who was a 20 year old latina living she's from houston texas i believe but she was stationed at fort hood in Colleen, Texas. Um, You guys probably have heard of Fort Hood coming up in the news a few times in the past. Even if you don't have a military tie, you've definitely heard of that base because a lot of things go down there. Um, She graduated high school in 2018 and she joined the army. She was super proud. Her family was super proud of her. Like, look at you, you know, and she was killing it. She was already a private first class. And as of the 1st of July, she qualified as time in service to be named specialist um, in the army. But unfortunately, she would not live to see that day come to pass because she went missing April 22nd of this year and her body was found June 30th and she was identified officially July 1st, the same day that she would have been put, she would have put on the rank of specialist, which is just heartbreaking and just really just sad. Um, so the details surrounding her disappearance had already had red flags going up for her family. Because one, this is where I get upset. One, why was it that her family realized that she was missing before the army did? That is just crazy and unheard of because the way that the military does accountability you're going to find out that your soldier or your sailor is missing at some point during the workday. And usually it's going to be before the sun even comes up because they didn't show up at PT. So why was it that a full day passed before anyone realized that she was missing? And then it had to be her family that realized that she was missing who didn't even live in Colleen. That just does not make sense. You know, so that's part one. Part two, leading up to her disappearance, um, Guillen or Vanessa had been harassed, sexually harassed by another soldier. And the allegation was against specialist Aaron Robinson. And I'm saying allegation because he hasn't been proven in court to be guilty, but that is what was going on. That's the details surrounding the case. It is alleged that she had been harassed and basically stalked while she was PTing on her own. Um, physical training. I don't want to keep throwing out, you know, I know that everyone should know that one, but you know, um, she had been PTing on her own, running around base, and he had been following her in his car. When she would go shower, he would come in and sit down while she was showering and like look at her naked. And just that's the allegation that was taking place around her. And also, she had been privy to, privy to, this is part three, she had been privy to a um, relationship that specialist Robinson was having with a married woman. 
the lady, the woman was married to a prior service member. So they met through the army, but that her husband no longer served in the army. But the point is, he knew she was married. And in the army, in the military, adultery is a crime, even if you're not the one married. If you know someone is married and you are messing with them, dating them, being romantic with this person, you can be charged and you can actually go to jail. So that was part three. Um, Those details leading up to her disappearance made this whole thing shaky and weird and just sketchy. Um, I first saw this story back when Black Lives Matter um, like was resurging. And I saw like pictures of Vanessa's mom carrying signs like, you know, where is my daughter? Send my daughter home. And, you know, I'm not going to let up until Fort Hood lets me know where my daughter is. Um, So she went missing April 22nd. Her parents, her family, understandably upset because why is it that they are the ones that are reporting her missing? Why did the military not know where she was, where their daughter was. Why was she unaccounted for and not reported as such? That is just crazy. Like, I remember when I was in A school, so I was in a training status at the time, um, and I overslept for PT. And my whole chain of command was at my front door in my barracks. That was my chief at the E7 level. That was my LPO at the E6 level. And that was also my OIC at the O4 level. There were three people standing at my front door, so like, sailor, you need to get downstairs and get to PT. And this was like 30 minutes after I was supposed to be there. So I can't understand a world where you in the army have all of these formations throughout the day. I think it's, I know for us, it's like before the workday starts, after lunch and at the end of the day, like you should have at least had three um, moments of accountability that she didn't go, she went unaccounted for and no one noticed, no one reported it. Um, That makes it sketchy. I feel like somebody was covering for their homie specialist Robinson. That's the only thing that I can come up with. Like maybe he told her you know, squad leader or whoever was in charge of her to report up to the chain of command that she was accounted for. She was un, you know, she wasn't present, but that she was somewhere that they had, you know, that they knew where she was. I don't know. That's me speculating. I don't know what happened, but all I know is that doesn't make any sense. Um, Anyways, fast forward. It's June 30th now. She's been missing for three months coming up, coming up on three months. And they find a body about 26 miles away from base. It was um, in a shallow grave. And I won't get into the details of, you know, what had happened to her because that's not this type of podcast. But, you know, if you're a true crime junkie or you're interested in that type of thing, you can definitely, I'm not a big fan of Nancy Grace, but she has a podcast where she's talking about everything that took place. Um, Or you can just read up about it. Um, But yeah, They found her, I guess someone had been in the woods building a fence and they, they realized like, oh man, this is, this is not good. You know, there's a dead body over here. And, um, it had been tried to been covered up with cement. So 
Um, I guess they did a poor job of that, but I say they because there are more than one suspect involved in the case. There is more than one suspect involved in the case, and they went to go notify Specialist Robinson, the number one suspect in the case. You know, we found the body. They had questions. I don't know if they were going to serve a warrant and arrest him at that moment, but he must have known that he was in hot water or I don't know, but he took his own life. They were unable to intervene um, as he pulled the gun and, and took his own life. So they, you know, that's one suspect. The other suspect is the girlfriend that he had that allegedly helped cover up the body. I don't know why she was involved. This is the civilian that was married, but she's been arrested. And I believe there's a third person that they are speaking to. I'm not sure who that is, but yeah, we, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's terrible. Um, there had been rewards out for information on what took place. The day that she went missing, she was last seen on camera at a gas station and another soldier had seen her at the parking lot of the building that she worked in. They would later find, I think that same day that she was reported missing, they found her keys and her wallet. This was all in the building she worked in, but they couldn't find her. So the last place she had been was at work. And that's another thing too with the army. She works for artillery, like there's weapons in this building. You would think that they probably have someone on watch. You know, usually it's at the entrance of the entrance and the exit of the building to see account for who's entering the building, who's leaving the building. So that's another part that's a little bit fishy. How did someone not realize that this person had entered the building and left, not left? Someone had seen Specialist Robinson, who's the number one suspect in the case, um, trying to pick up a pelican case that's those big plastic rolly suitcases that you see like a lot of media personnel using um and you know you can also put weapon weapons in the case but it was three feet long he was struggling to put that in the back of his truck um on the scene where they found Vanessa's body they found that case burned someone tried to burn it they didn't get rid of all of it so that's what's believed to be the the way that he brought her out of the building but it's just crazy like people saw you know there were witnesses that saw all of this stuff and no one spoke up no one raised the alarm her family has been doing the legwork in this case and there are people on base that knew something um in her unit these are yours these are your comrades too um you know she was there she was their comrade also and they chose to side with not saying anything because maybe they were scared or sided explicitly with Specialist Robinson, but it's just very heartbreaking. And I definitely send my my heart out to her family and pray for their strength and their peace during this time. Um, definitely their strength though, because they're gonna need to fight a system that was not built for them to win against. Um, the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Western District of Texas is involved in the case. Also, you can reach out to the Army Criminal Investigation Division to show that you're paying attention to this case and that you're going to watch the way that they are taking care of this case. 
to advocate for Vanessa and her family. And I'm going to leave all of this information in the show notes so that you can reach out and speak for the people that are not being spoken for, um, that are not being protected by their brothers and sister and sisters in arms. It's just heartbreaking. And what's even more heartbreaking about all of this is this is not the only case like this. There are other cases where sexual harassment and sexual assault are mishandled in the military and victims don't get their day in court or worse, foul play takes place. So we definitely want to make sure that all of the officials involved in the case know that we're watching and they know that we're paying attention and we're not going to let up and say, oh, that's suspicious the way that they tried to handle that and just let it go. No. So with that, I want to leave all of that information. I really hope that you guys take a moment out of your day to reach out, look at the show notes of this episode, reach out to the officials involved in this case and let them know that we are standing with the Guillen family and that we are going to make sure that they are handling everything to the letter of the law, doing their due diligence and making sure that they are prosecuting the people involved in this case and the people that stood by and said nothing or tried to cover it up. So with that, I definitely want to close out this segment with a moment of silence for Vanessa Guillen, who lost her life tragically um, and who we will not stop fighting for until justice is served. So peace and love to her. So this episode is turning out to be quite the lengthy one. Um, I usually try to keep it to like 30 minutes, um, but last episode was really short and sweet, especially because I really wasn't in the whole vibe to to record. And I feel like maybe I'm just making up for those minutes that I didn't use last week. So if you made it this far, glad you made it to the end. And um, we're going to be jumping into the DMs portion of the episode. So again, You heard me say at the top that, you know, if you want to shoot me a DM, you got to follow me on Instagram and that's at Danica Explains It All. But you can also hit me up on Twitter at Danica Explains and we can talk about anything that you want to talk about here on the pod. So today I got the today's DM is from a friend of mine who has her own business and I guess she's been a little bit frustrated with lack of support from friends and family. And the question is, what do you do when your friends don't support your business? And I feel like I see a lot of people posting subliminals about this. Um, I really feel like the truth is your friends really probably are supporting your business, but it might not look the way that you want it to. Like you might feel like hey, you know, if you're supporting my business, then you're going to buy my thing or you're going to purchase my, like if you're into like um, crystals or anything like that, like you're going to buy this from me, you're going to buy some sage or Palo Santo or like whatever, or, you know, whatever your business is, that might be that support. Pay, pay the full price. But sometimes support is literally just, they, you know, shared your your business to their Instagram story, or they 
I don't know, asked you how your business was even doing. They talked to you about it. They, you had a whole conversation with the, uh, with them about it. That's support, you know, um, that by them even offering their ear to, to hear out your ideas and your plans and your goals. And, and I think that that is like major that you have to see, it's the same thing with like love language, just because love to you looks one way might not be the way that somebody shows love. Um, and if that's not even the case, like if you feel like, yeah, they're not doing none of that, they're literally just kind of like hating on my business or, you know, kind of stifling my growth. Or if it's that, then maybe you have a decision to make as it relates to your friends. But I know for me, um, I don't have those type of expectations on my friends. Like I don't expect my friends to listen to my podcast. Um, I love when they do, definitely do. Um, there are a couple that, you know, listen to every episode and they'll like text me and be like, girl, you know, like I listened to the episode and this is what I thought. And I love that. I would prefer it. But I also I'm OK if that's not the case, because guess what? Just because you're friends with somebody doesn't mean that they're your target audience. You know, like if you want to just sell to your friends all day then I don't know, be an Avon lady or like, I don't know. So, you know, if you want to do that type of business model, but I don't know about you, but as it relates to me, my market is extends beyond my immediate friendship group. So I'm okay if they're not buying, you know, picking up what I'm putting down, so to speak, you know, like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them not sharing my podcast to their stories or like them not liking my, you know, that is kind of weird. If like I post something and my friends aren't like liking my content, that is a little bit weird because the likelihood is, is you're on Instagram and like you just scroll past mine. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're not a good friend. You know, only time that I think that I'll have that kind of beat or I'll probably think about something like that, like maybe this isn't a good friend, is if I'm sharing my dreams and my hopes and my ideas and you're kind of like, since when are you the expert on, you know, kind of saying things like that, that's when I feel like it's problematic. But the expectation that your friends need to buy the thing, share the thing, I don't have those expectations. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't, um, if that's how you feel about friendship and you feel like it needs to look that way, then then maybe you need to make some changes. But for me, it's not really that. And that's because if you're not, I don't expect my friends to be my target audience. And maybe you should circle back to that. Who is your target audience? Who are you trying to reach? If you sell crystals and Palo Santo and like Sage and all of that, honestly, where I'm at, religiously and spiritually today is not where I used to be. I'm not purchasing crystals. I'm not charging crystals. I'm not reading horoscopes. I used to do all of that, but where I'm at spiritually today, that's not where I am anymore. I'm very much so more into the Bible and more into, you know, this is all coming from God and speaking from, you know, speaking life into his name instead of having him share that with spirit or universe or whatever. And that's just where I am today. But if you sell crystals, this is just an example. If you just, if you sell crystals and all that, I will still, and you're my friend, I'll still share that to my story. Cause maybe somebody who follows me 
does do that. But just know that I don't believe in that. So I'm not going to purchase from you because that's, but I support you. If that's what you're into, do it. There's a market for it. So live your life. So that's just an example that I I can give um, that you can still support, show support to your friends or receive support from your friends um, without it looking any one way. So maybe give your friends some, some grace. Um, maybe even talk to them about it. That's always step one in any like little air of like discomfort in a friendship, in a relationship. You need to talk about it because you're not going to, if you feel a way, it's going to come out residually. Like you're going to make little snide remarks or like whatever, or you're going to distance yourself or detach or whatever your coping mechanism is when there's like fear involved in relationships. So yeah, have that conversation with your friends and just kind of ask them, Hey, what's up? Like, I noticed this. And is there a reason why you're not comfortable, like, supporting my brand? Or, like, have you noticed that you're not supporting my brand? Is that intentional? Um, You know, yeah, have that conversation. And if you feel like it's not worth the conversation, then, yeah, I think you do need to make a decision about that friendship. So what do you guys think? Do you think that, you know, if you're friends with somebody, then they have to purchase your brand's product or they need to be sharing it to their their Instagram or their Facebook or their Twitter like do you require that of your friendships and if so you know what's the thinking behind that hit me up in the DMs next week I want to have you know I want to have more questions that are having to do with stuff like this like business I think that you know I am a lifestyle blogger But I also have that background in marketing that I really want to highlight a a lot more. Um, So if you have any questions as it relates to your business, um, definitely hit me up at Danica Explains It All on Instagram. And let's talk about it here in the DMs. We can do all the lifestyle stuff in the recap and in the Neek Rewind. But I really want to get, you know, nailed down and niche down into the marketing and the business and blogging and all of that in the DMs portion. So definitely hit me up and let's talk about it. So again, like I said, this episode ran a little long, a few minutes longer, um, but I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you leave a review at Apple Podcasts. It's free to download. I'm a Spotify girl myself, but I'll definitely show love on the Apple Podcast review because it is the number one streaming platform. If you're feeling it, anything in this um, episode stood out to you, definitely hit me up. And y'all have a great rest of your week. See you next Monday.